So last week we were here together and we were talking about the idea that um, basically kind of the way we relate to, no, to one another is hugely important. And the way we relate to one another in terms of the gospel message and, and how God affects our lives is hugely important. So there's a, there's a whole mess of you that have, were not here last week, so I'm going to give you just a real quick recap idea. And you can always go on the app and listen to last week. It was, I thought it was all right. I felt good about it, right? But uh, one of the things uh, that I really wanted to specify was just keep in your head three circles. Three circles are kind of an easy thing to follow uh, when talking about the message that we're trying to proclaim and talking about uh, what God has called us to do. The first thing is um, your story. Your story is so incredibly important. Every one of us has a story. Every one of us has a, a, a whole list of things that got us to where we are. And like, I know a bunch of you and there's some of you, your story, you know, looks like a vine growing up the side of the wall that, you know, at some points, like kind of went in the wall and then came back out and got headed off. And you, you might feel like if, if you were really to draw a picture of your story, it wouldn't be some like beautiful flowing waterfall kind of thing. It would probably be more like a mangled mess of twine or something like that. And you're like, I don't know, I popped out, here I am, praise God, you know, I made it. Um, but, but then there's some of us that's like, my story, my story is like plain. My, I, like, I was in the church like the first week I was born. I got baptized and, and I know I received Christ uh, when I was five years old with my mom. I can still picture the color of my bedspread on my bed when I prayed my prayer of salvation, asking God to take me and to receive me as his own. I, I remember uh, being eight years old in the baptismal with my dad, like dunking me under the water because he was our pastor at the time. I, I, those are the kinds of things in my head. And then I joke around like being 17 years old, you know, listening to Salty the Singing Songbook when I went to bed at night and that kind of stuff. And all my other friends were into gangster rap. I was. It was just more on the sly. Um, that NWA movie looks kind of interesting just because that was my generation. But don't go see it because it's going to be vulgar. Um, but the idea, though, uh, that uh, my story doesn't have a lot of crazy twists and turns. So, but regardless, whatever your story, whether it's this where you've been reserved and preserved and you can see where God spared you from some things and, and God kind of kept you on this narrow path, um, or some of you might have, have had all kinds of twists and turns and tragedy have happened in your life, whatever the case, your story is your story and it is supremely important. And so God calls us, first of all, to be people who tell our story. I'm going to talk about that pretty much the rest of the night. So I'm going to move to the next part. The second thing is when you get an opportunity to share your story, it either is preceded or is followed by you getting the chance to hear somebody else's story. I love what God has afforded me the chance to do, to be the pastor of this church. Um, and one of the things that I ask people uh, to do every so often, and, and if you're new tonight, hopefully you got a little connection card because we want you to fill it out. And basically, um, one of our team or myself, we just want to take you out for a cup of coffee and hear your story. Because a lot of what we need to do is you need to hear my story and I need to hear your story. And once we kind of exchange that, then we know each other. Then we can get to know even deeper what God's done. Because after we've heard each other's stories, then it's my job as a believer, as somebody who follows the way of Jesus Christ, to be somebody who points out the places in your life where God has been at work. Now, the hard thing is for a lot of people in our world, they could never imagine that God has been at work in their life. 
Like there's there's people that man, I've been doing like I've been strung out on all kinds of stuff, and I did this, and I got that, and I got kids over there, and I got this happening, and and they're looking at their life and going, there's no way God's been at work, but somehow God brought us together, and someplace God has been doing something in your life to bring you to a place where you could hear the gospel message of Jesus Christ. So when we talk about three circles, we talk about my story, your story, and the big picture of God's story and how we're all playing a part in his big story. Now, there's this other thing that we did last week, too, where we talk about the idea that originally God had a perfect plan. And we know that, like God created the world and and all of it was good. It said on the seventh day he rested. He said it was good. It was great, right? Those things that he put in place were good. But then there came something that broke that, and that was sin. So his, the first circle would be his perfect plan and his perfect creation. And then we have this line that kind of travels. And again, if you look online, I posted the picture of it and all that. But we have this line that goes, and it's, it's sin. And when sin came, there came brokenness. And here's what I want to really be specific about. You can never be in a place where you're outside of what God wants for you. When you know you're doing something wrong and it turn out right. And that's a tough thing to picture because for a lot of reasons, we kind of feel like we can justify when we do something wrong, right? Like, for instance, um, the big illustration like back in the day when I was in church was like, if your wife asks you if those jeans look good on her, You always say yes, right? But the truth of it is, if it's not true, somebody's going down for that decision, right? And and the big picture of it is, is we justify a lot of things, whether that's telling a a little white lie or or that's cheating on just a little of our taxes. We've got some tax accountants here who don't appreciate that. Um, We've got uh, just the thought that maybe I'll compromise my character or my integrity just a little bit. Um, I wasn't totally wasted. I was just a little bit drunk when I was driving, like those kind of things. Like it's those little compromises along the the way in our life that we think we can make it out of and it's going to be okay and everything's going to be good i can do this i can handle this we always think that but the truth is sin always leads to brokenness and when we find ourselves broken and we, we recognize that we're broken we spend most of our life trying to figure out how to get out of it i don't know if you've seen this but in my experience People that are broken do some crazy things to try and be made right. We do a lot of things. We turn to a lot of things. We turn to a lot of people. We turn and we trust a lot of things in our lives when we know we're broken. We do a lot of things to try and get out of it. But truth, there's only one thing, and that's repentance. That's acknowledging that I'm broken and that I need help. And the the gospel message is that third thing. So we had God's great plan. We have brokenness that's a result of our sin. But then we have the gospel message. And when we say, hey, I'm messed up and I need help. And I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands because if we were to do that, probably every person in the room would go, yeah, I'm pretty messed up and I need help. When we recognize that, there's a great answer. And God said, well, that's awesome because I sent my son just expressly for you. And when we recognize that gospel message there, it creates the pathway of redemption back to God's original plan. I believe that God has an ultimate plan and in his ultimate authority, he will take us there. 
Whether we go this way or that way and our path looks a little crookedy, God will always bring us to the place that he desires for us to be. And he does that through the gift of his son. And so when I'm saying, hey, tell your story, a lot of it has to do with recognizing who and what you are and your brokenness as well as your talents and abilities and giftings. But then on top of that, on top of all that, where has God been at work in your life? Now, the story here in Acts chapter 26 takes us to a place where Paul is standing in front of Agrippa. And, and I want to give you, let's kind of set the scene a little bit because this is kind of what I do. Agrippa was Agrippa the second, okay? So there was an Agrippa the first. Um, Agrippa the first, he was Herod Agrippa the first. He uh, died when both um, Beatrice, which I think that's pretty funny, that, that yeah, anyway, um, or Bernice, not Beatrice, I like that one too. But Bernice and Agrippa were really young when Agrippa number one died, okay? So Agrippa number two took over when he was like 17 years old. And he became king. And Bernice, his sister, was 13 years old. Now, these are the kind of people that Paul's standing in front of. Okay, So they became rulers at a very young age. There was a lot of power associated with who and what they were. There was this, this big picture idea had to live up to 